Engineering management can be a lonely place. Welcome to Managers Club, where you'll find interviews with top engineering leaders and managers to help and inspire you. Listen to the real-life stories of successful and ambitious engineering leaders who are focused to lead their teams to bigger and better outcomes. This is Managers Club. Hey, so good afternoon. Uh, so today I want to mel- welcome Federico Soria, or Fede. Fede, thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you for having me. Fede, could you maybe tell people a little bit like where you work and uh, what your role is? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I'm an engineering manager for Deluxe host and platform team. Um, so basically, uh, Lux, it's um, one of the businesses inside of Airbnb, and it's everything luxury. And what you might think of luxury, it might mean. So gigantic villas, private islands, sort of the highest end tier of Airbnb. And how we deal with uh, host, guests, platform, and everything, it's kind of unique. Um, sort of two years ago when the engineering team got started, I clearly remember one of the first challenges and everything we had to do was like uh, we had to add like a like a couple zeros more to everything hard coded number minimum <laughs> around Airbnb. So it's it's been a fun challenge. That's great. Uh, could you maybe say a little about your background and how did you get into management? Yeah. So um, I'm a software engineer by trade. Um, went to college at Arizona State uh, for a degree of software engineering. Uh, and then from there, um, I worked as a software engineer for a couple of years. And then I was on and off of like doing my own business and like managing other people. Obviously, um, didn't do so good at first. And then it got better and better uh, until I came to a, I was CTO of payments company uh, here in the Bay Area. And then I went to be VP of Eng for a couple of months in a startup. And then I joined as a software engineer here at Airbnb. And about a year into it, um, I transitioned into management, uh, engineering manager, which in Airbnb, we don't call it. Um, it's not really a promotion. <laughs> it's a sidestep. And then, um, yeah, the reason I got into management here at Airbnb is because I care deeply about, like, people's lives here at Airbnb, their professions, their careers. Um, so I really like to help every engineer be the best engineer they could be. Uh, so helping them out, it became like a like a natural thing for me. And people really enjoyed like working with me on, on that area. Um, so I'm like, what if I do this for a living? And it's like everyone's like, yes, that will be very helpful and make it less ad hoc and more like providing you the tool set and, and like control to actually help people become better um, out of their career. So that was my, like, number one influence to becoming a manager. The other one was around uh, sort of, like, upwards visibility and how do you manage, um, how do you work with leadership in setting sort of the, the structure and the direction of the company. So Airbnb is very bottoms up. Um, I mean, that's a very big cliche, but... Uh, the reality is that um, it's up to sort of the team to define what um, sort of projects you want to work on and how you actually influence those um, OKRs or those um, sort of signals that move the actual company forward. 
that's a that's a fantastic reason you gave for wanting to be an engineering leader. So I love that. And then I think that also is a best practice at many companies. So it's great you have that the parallel career track. You have a management track and a it looks like an engineering track. Um, since you, you, I think you mentioned you said you, um, you, know, you recently became a manager there and and at, at your previous companies. Uh, maybe what's a hard lesson that maybe you've learned as an engineering manager, or a yeah. lesson you've learned? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Usually, uh, like one of the things that I learned, and and this is very common, and it goes across like all disciplines, I guess. Uh, the the hardest problems are around communication and talking to people at the right time with the right context, uh, the right tone, and just like sort of we we have a say that is like uh, expect uh, sort of best interest. Uh, sort of if you come from from a place that Hey, I'm here to work for you uh, as a manager. It, that's usually how I see things. Um, but being able to um, have that empathy for the individual contributor who you're managing so they can see that you're working for them as opposed to the inverse, uh, it, I think it's one of the biggest challenges. And it's all about, like I said, communication and just making it clear that, like, I'm here to, like, represent you when you're not around and like help you get to the next level kind of thing. Um, and sort of trying to combine sort of the business outcome with uh, what an engineer is looking for and how do you merge those two so like the business moves forward. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest challenges. All right. Yeah. Okay. Could you describe maybe your approach to hiring and in particular, I'd be curious if you could talk about um, maybe diversity and inclusion. Maybe we were talking about this earlier. How? Well, your thoughts on it? Yeah, um, I'm a big proponent, uh, as you might tell, but uh, diversity and inclusion, um, especially here at Airbnb. Um, so one of the things for my approaches is to be proactively. Um, so I help um, putting together uh, a lot of recruiting events inside of Airbnb, um, even a as much as like traveling to different countries and setting up conferences, set conferences and on-site um, uh, recruiting on those places. We just finished a month ago. We went to Mexico City and then Guadalajara. Uh, we did um, a tech conference and an event. And then we had a full day of back-to-back um, sort of on-site um, recruiting. Uh, we sent 10 engineers from here. And it was the whole thing. It was uh, co-led by. It was led by myself and someone else, um, David uh, from recruiting. Uh, so everybody, like once we told um, sort of leadership, is this is what we want to do. These are our goals and everything we want to do. They're like, yes, a hundred percent, go and do it. So it's really cool to um, have a company that believes in like representation and like uh, diversity that to actually put time and effort into doing it. So, yeah. That's great that you got that support. Um, could you say a little bit, like hiring is a big challenge for managers, especially here in the Bay Area, because it's so crazy competitive. Yeah. Like, and I know you're lucky you work at Airbnb, which is very, you know, <laughs> high-profile company. But do you have any thoughts for people who maybe don't work at such high-profile companies, what they might do? Uh, 
I I literally had a conversation about three weeks ago with my ex-manager around this. Uh, he's now leading a different company, and he's like, I never knew how hard it was because uh, it was your Airbnb, and we're basically uh, we get to pick, like, oh, we this person looks great and that kind of stuff. But when you're outside, he's like, I'm devoting like 20% of my time to just hiring. It's so hard. Um, I think how you differentiate yourself uh, to others, it's the whole empathy, um, knowing that um, you, you're providing sort of the best value and like work environment and it's just the whole part of representation and it's just like, hey, come and join us. Uh, we're going to do some cool stuff together. It's going to be great. Like, are you interested in this problem areas and that kind of stuff? Um, I think the more honest you can be, the more open, um, the more people will like see you for what you are and they're actually will love to work with you. I've had a lot of people that are like, hey, I want to join Airbnb because I, I want to work with self, uh, with, with people who think like you. And that is like, for me, it's like, okay, we've done a great job at like, what, what are the values of like an Airbnb engineer or uh, an engineering manager at Airbnb that people can relate to it and want to work on that? It just happens to be that we're a big company and we're an Airbnb and it's pretty cool. But what people relate to is actually the, the human component, not the company component. That's nice. So focusing on the human component. You mentioned earlier that you had transitioned. Uh, I know you said you were CTO previously, but then you came to Airbnb, you were an engineer, then you became an engineering leader, manager. Um, what would you be your advice uh, to managers who are just starting out or people who are just transitioning into management? Yeah, so I actually go back and forward between in, uh, management and uh, individual contributor. Um, the other thing is, I never stop coding. I just now code for fun in my free time um, as opposed to, like, get paid for it. Um, but my number one advice is that um, think of it uh, – so I think two things. One, it's a different job. Don't think because you have managers you're going to be – like, you know what it is. Uh, you've probably seen people fix your plumbing. That doesn't mean that you're a good plumber. Um <laughs> So it is a different role. It is a different job. And it's fine to start from scratch. And you're going to learn it. And, and it's totally fine. But you should treat it as such. Not like, oh, I, I know. I've had millions of managers. I know how to do this kind of thing. Because once you're in that position, it's a very different uh, sort of role as opposed to what you get to see as an IC having one manager. Um, the other thing, I like to say, like, the best managers are the ones who have the worst manager and the best manager because then you have the extremes and you kind of like self-check yourself to say like, okay, would my worst or best manager ever do this or what would they have done? Uh, so that usually helps me a lot to keep like sort of like a health check of how am I doing? Uh, yeah. That's kind of funny. So it helps to have had like a really bad manager in the past, <laughs> like a negative role model. Okay. Yeah. Okay, no, like uh, that's that, that's fair. That's fair, and I think so, a lot of us have had that experience. Um, all right, um, you know, when you're an engineering manager, it, it can be like super busy. You know, everybody wants a piece of you. There's so much to do. I wonder, how do you manage like your time, emails, 
Slack, calendar, all that stuff. Yeah, besides blocking time on your calendar. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm actually – so uh, I'm the only one that I've seen so far from the people that work with me, but I'm an inbox hero kind of guy. Uh, which, what that means is if you look at my inbox, there's always, at the end of the day, there's zero emails. Not even zero emails that haven't been read. Like zero emails that even if I've read it or not, like it will still, it will be empty every day at the end of the day. Wow. Uh, and, and for me, that's important because that's one way to me, for me to never lose focus of what's important and what's not. If something's important, it will stay on my inbox for no longer than a week. And then by Friday, it's my job to clear it out, either be uh, with an action item or something like like I need to follow up on that because it's important enough that it's still in my inbox. Um, so that's usually how I deal with emails. Uh, I'm pretty responsive on Slack. Um, so I'm one of the things that I like to do is uh, always have context around everything that is going around me, uh, so I can make the most informed decision at any given time. If it's something that takes a while, again, it goes into my inbox, and I'll spend a week trying to figure it out. One of the things that uh, Airbnb does that is super helpful for me, so we have a thing that is like no meeting Wednesdays. For managers, doesn't really apply 100% of the Wednesday, but at least like 80% of my Wednesday is usually free, and that's uh, usually the day that I tackle bigger problems. Uh, that actually, like I have to sit down for a couple hours and like figure it out, write something down, um, and that kind of stuff. So it, it, it really helps out on that. But yeah. All right. Um, what would you say, is there maybe a personal habit you have you feel contributes to your success? <laughs> Besides the inbox hero? Um, I think one of the habits that I have is, um, this goes, again, with the, it's almost like a yin-yang kind of thing. When I was talking about the, the worst manager and the best manager, um, I try not to be um, so like pulling to the right or always pulling to the left. So I'm not trying to be everyone's friend, if, if you know what I mean, uh, while being a manager because you have to make some tough calls sometimes. And I also don't want to be like the boss or anything like that. So um, and the way you do it, it, it's it's not a like you can never live in the middle. It's more like for every time you. You, not not so much pull rank, but for every time you, you have to make a hard decision, you should be also celebrating the wins and the outcomes of your team. So you have to like sort of almost like keep a balance, a checkbook of like, hey, for every everything that you pull from this jar, you need to make a deposit on this other jar. And having uh, sort of a good way to track that and work towards that the team can see that you're putting a lot of effort into it, that you actually really care. That's great. That's a great uh, balance to try to keep. Um, is there maybe um, an internet resource or tool or some app that you find really useful, like in your day-to-day, -day, you couldn't live without? I, I tried a couple, but then the more I try, I realized that there's none that work for me. And uh, this is really bad, but I end up in spreadsheets and Google Docs. Um, I, I'm guessing Google Docs and, like, Gmail. Um, they make fun of me because I could 
potentially live with just an iPad. I, I really don't need a computer anymore. Uh, but yeah, for me, Google Docs, I have, well, actually, so for me, having templates, I have a lot of templates because I, like, if I'm writing a memo, like, boom, and I just fill it in. If I'm writing, like, an inch proposal, if I'm writing, um, like, I need a, a decision to be made. So I have a lot of templates already. Uh, so people can, um, if you keep it consistent, then people know how to skim through it and only go into the parts that you know you're calling out or what you need from it. Uh, it's, uh, I remember reading from, uh, Tim Ferriss, uh, one of his books when he says, like, this whole invention that you need to eat different things every day, it's super backwards. Cause, a, a human being, if you just feed the same thing to the stomach, the stomach will become uh, a lean machine in order to, have to process that same food every day. <laughs> so I would say the same thing around like communication, emails, and how you work. So people expect sort of one way of things, and and you can work more efficiently to it. That's really interesting. So having a set of consistent templates that you use for stuff, not only just to make the work faster for you, but also so it's consistent for the people who mm-hmm. receive it. That's fascinating. Um, Well, since you mentioned Tim Ferriss, uh, I always like to ask uh, people, if you could recommend one book to managers, what would it be and why? Oh, uh, for me, it's it's easy. Uh, Pragmatic Programmer, which is not about program uh, managers, but it's the best sort of book that I ever read. And I reread them uh, twice already. Um, Because it depends. It's one of those books that depends on the stage of your life that you're at it, it will speak to you in different ways, which is kind of weird for an engineering uh, book. Um, but it, it's about like mapping sort of engineering practices to real world and how you can become more efficient and be able to tell those patterns. Usually like like what engineer would do is like find a pattern, find a solution. Is how do you apply that to real world? Uh, and for me, that's been like very crucial to understand like sort of um, the small little details in the nuances of how you interact with other people. Okay, um, that sounds great. Uh, one more question. What is your approach to like mentoring, career development, coaching, growing members of your team? So um always like to have, so when a new member of my team joins uh, joins my team um, on our first one-on-one. They're like, I, I usually tell them, I was like, and by the way, um, our next one-on-one, it's going to be about career progression and uh, what do you want out of Airbnb and this team and myself. And they're like, wait, so soon? It's like, yeah, I, I don't know why people wait for this. <laughs> this should be the first conversation. It's like you're dedicating, you know, 40 hours a week to this, and this is your career. And it's like, can you think of anything more important for us to talk about? <laughs> um, so it usually surprises them. But usually what I do is I try to hack it. So let's say, like, what what's your goal in six months in life or in a year? And it's like, okay, how does that translate to, like, uh, your goal as an engineer here at the company? And it's like, well, this is what I want. It's like, easy. Okay, uh, how do you get that? And it's like, okay, what if I tell you it's going to take you a year to get there? What would you need to do in six months? Okay, what would you need to do in three months? How about one month? How about next week? And then you map it out. 
and and for that person it's like oh okay i guess doing this 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 and that it's like yeah that sounds about it and all we need to do is like have some checks and balances so every month we talk about how we're doing with the original plan that we set and we can realign the plan or keep going that's it that's my way to hack it it's like career progression and like mentoring coaching doesn't have to be this like abstract thing as long as the good thing about engineers is they're really good at like picturing the ideal outcome <laughs> and then you just like reverse engineering the whole thing and, like well how do you get to that ideal outcome in like tiny goals uh and that's about it i really like how you like break that out and you bring it out like right at the beginning i think that's fantastic um well said it you've been like this has been really great. I think it's a lot of you shared a lot of really valuable um, thoughts here, and you've been really generous with your time. Um, where can people go if they want to learn more about you? Um, I think you also told me one day you you have some organization you created too. I don't know if you want to uh, plug that organization. For sure. So um, you can always find me on LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, that's usually the two. Um, I'm oddly very uh engaged in linkedin um not so much posting things but like following people and reading articles and stuff like that uh and i'll i'll follow through any conversation and someone pings me on linkedin twitter it's more like a, a random thing um facebook i don't do facebook i do um manage a facebook group which is where i engage the most which is called mexicans in silicon valley uh it's we're close to a thousand engineers, most of them engineers in there. Uh, and it's not just Mexicans, it's like Latinx, uh, mostly. And it's been great. We meet every Thursday at 7 p.m. Uh, for drinks and talk about like stuff that is on top of mind with maybe a couple of beers. Um, so it's, it's great. Um, I usually, I usually like to call a, a great venting mechanism <laughs> for Latinx people to, um, gather of the mind kind of thing so yeah that's awesome that you created that um okay well again thank you so much it's been great to have you and uh, i really appreciate it thank you for having me